Ladies and gentlemen, the first time ever for the Vex on Vex podcast. This is the wrap-up show of episode number 154 of the Vex on Vex podcast. Dave started going off about Rick and Morty, and I'm like, fuck, man, we should discuss the shit. So, we're completely winging it. (laughs) This is not even, this is just an addendum. This is the second part. So, Rick and Morty gets into a deep, continue. Oh, I so you watched season one again? So yeah, I went back and we and rewatched season one after we were talking about it off air last week. And I again, I did, what we were talking about is that dude, they jumped right in. Like I didn't realize that like the second episode is snuffles. Uh, is like yeah, is the Inception episode. And like there's like you know slutty summer like in, <laughs> in Golden Falls Dream. Like <laughs> dude, that's. That's deep pretty quick. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I have a theory about this. Though. Go ahead. So they make the pilot. The pilot doesn't go on right away. And if you remember, Rick is rough in the pilot. Yeah. He's like, hammered. Like, the illustration. The, gate, the, first, the first scene in the first episode. Is I'm going to blow the world up. Yeah. It's him kicking down Morty's door like hammered wasted. And they, they very rarely show him hammered wasted ever the fuck again. Yeah. It doesn't. I mean, well. No, yeah. for real. Uh, Vindicators, he's all fucked up. No, it's after him being fucked up, and that's the episode. So I agree, but they don't show him out of his fucking mind like he is in the first one. So that gets greenlit for the show, and the animation stepped it up. They had scripts already. Like, it just goes in a fucking... Like, they are, like, fully formed by episode two. Dude, the first first season of that show is, is just... It's something... To witness, it's spectacular. I agree. It's it's so far off of anything that you ever seen before. Like, it's so good. Three might be the pinnacle. You think? I, I, it might be. I'd have to look at the. I'd have to look at the episode. Pickle Rick's in there. Pickle Rick. I believe that's Vindicators. Also, right? It's possible. Vindicators is season three. I think. Noob noob. I don't know. It might be four actually. Yeah, maybe. This guy guess it. Noob noob. Yeah, but that's the Vindicators episode. Yeah, I know, but yeah, yeah. I don't think it's season three. I think it might this be four. This guy gets it. God damn. But Pickle Rick is three, and then when they go to hey, what's... Let the- me tell you, <laughs> Leaving a Legacy, put out an album, and there is a, uh, a clip of Golden Fold. For real? In our... Uh, God damn. <laughs> a sample. Yes, there is a sample on that album because uh, Mark and I... Uh, we're huge into Rick and Morty at the time. That's all we talk about: practice and drive everyone else. Pretty crazy. cool, fucking shit, though, dude. It's so good. But yeah, if you if you're interested, you should go back and watch the first season of Rick and Morty because it's it's fascinating. It's so it's done so well, and it's so offensive, and it's wonderful. But the gloriousness, in my opinion, as I was going to say, what's where they go to the place with all the Ricks? What's it called? The Citadel. The Citadel. When they go to the Citadel, that episode yeah, is that is a spectacular. It's twenty four minutes or whatever it is, yeah. and it feels like a two hour film. It does. It's so perfectly fucking done, yep. and that's in season three. So it's like this whole fucking thing. No, maybe it's two actually. Our next episode, we're just going to talk about cartoons. Well, we can, we're here right now. Okay, this is the wrap up. What's your favorite cartoon ever? Ooh, it's it's it, it changes because when I was a kid. I really adored G.I. Joe okay. and Cobra and shit. I did. I love some G.I. Joe. It was no so good. Obviously, you were a Transformers fan I, at some point. Oh, I still am. I love the Transformers. It's just What did you think of the movies? Well, there's two There's two generations of the movies. I was, I'm older than you. They killed Optimus Prime when I was a little kid. I'm well aware. On in, screen. In, in the Great Autobot War when they passed the Matrix to Rodimus Prime. And it just hurt me. And I was upset. Did I just totally nerd out right there? No, but you, I, was, I brought it up first, <laughs> motherfucker. But like... 
it's not acceptable to me. It's the worst fucking thing that ever fucking happened. Like, I hate it. Why? Because Optimus died on screen? Yes! And you're like eight minutes into the film. Bro, if you want to get into that, we're veering off topic again, and I don't care because now I'm going to talk about this. It's not the worst thing ever. The last episode of Alf is the worst thing ever. What's the last episode? You don't remember this. I don't think I... I don't know. Okay, you remember Alf, right? We can watch it right now, by the way. Okay, you remember Alf, right? Of course. Okay. A kid's show. This was for children. Yes. The last episode of Alf, where throughout the entire series, all his goal is, is to get back to Melmac. Yeah, he yeah, wants yeah. To go back to Did they kill Melmac? Melmac? They blow it up? He finally uh, gets word uh, from Melmac. They finally contact him and say that they're going to come pick him up. Okay. And the basis of the episode is that he is torn... Now, between going home to the home that he's known or staying with this family who has adopted and loved him of course. and for him, and he's now part of this family. And he's torn and shaken up about it. And at the end, he decides, I have to go home. I have to go see my family. I'm going back to Melbach. Okay. He goes to where they say they're going to pick him up. He stands there. All these lights light up. These dudes from the government come out, take him, and the show ends. <gasps> no. I swear to God, this is a kid's show, and that's how they ended it. The government took him. It seems like it would probably happen that way. Though. Dude, for real. But, dude, you don't put that on a kid's show. <laughs> so, so is Optimus Prime dying worse? Or is that, like, all right. I can tell you why it's worse if you care. If you want to talk about childhood destruction and ruining your childhood, yeah, these are both high on the list. But I'll tell you what my worst one was. Because you obviously have a lot of them. What's the next one? New Legacy has a song that I titled because of this. All right, dude. Never ending story when Artex drowns in the swamp of sadness. Dude, destroyed me as a child. The dude's horse and he's screaming at him as he sinks down below. Come on, man. Like, that's a kid's movie. How do you do that? <laughs> He watched his only friend in the world and not fast. Like, dude sank. Like, watched them just oh. But I can say the same thing about Star Wars. They killed Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, that's a thing. Yeah. They killed Yoda. That's a thing. Yoda died on his own. Yeah. He was like a thousand. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of how I want to go, though. You want to be on a, in a fucking in a swamp? I feel like, no, I feel like I just, I just want to be so sick of people's questions that eventually I just lay down and die. Like, this, I'm so tired of this. I'm going to go to sleep and not get up. This That's kind of how I want to go. This got dark quick. Mm-hmm. I want to go fast. Do you? I've, stop with the lid. Jesus Christ. I have seen members of my family who are just tough and they hang on and they're in and out of the hospital for two years and yeah. then they die. My mother looked normal and healthy and, and pretty, right? And her and I went, this is sad. Now we're getting fucking dark, right? Oh, no. How'd this happen? Oh, no. You did this. I didn't do this. I feel like you did this. You know Eastern State Penitentiary? Yeah. Okay. We went to visit that. Okay. I was going to do a Starstream photo shoot in there, and I wanted to scout it out. She's like, I'll go. And so we took, I took a day off from work. We went there. Her sister lived near it, so we went to visit my aunt. And we go. And we're walking around the thing after lunch, and I'm really into it. I'm like, oh, I'm scouting locations. I'm going to do fucking photos and shit. And she's like, something's wrong. I can't walk. I have to sit down. And I was a kid. I was in my 20s. And I was annoyed. I was like, what are you talking about? You look fine. Let's go. And she's just like, no, I have to rest. And I remember getting annoyed, which is shitty, right? Right. The next day, I take her home because I don't live with her. I have my own house. 
my dad took her to the doctor a couple days later and uh he did a thing for her heart or her lungs and he sent her right to the hospital and she was dead three days later yeah. no pain no drama no lingering she had gotten breast cancer years before like three years before mastectomy right took the whole thing off they gave her a very specific medication to let the cancer not come back she went for checkups first every three months then yeah. every six months and once a year and she was fine the drug systematically destroyed her lungs and no one was checking her lungs so by the time they found it when she was like oh, that was it she yeah. was dead you can't fix lungs that's it when they're gone they're gone yeah. she was dead in three days that's how i want to go she was pretty she had her life she was normal there was no worrying there was no pain i don't feel right boom i'm dead her mother died of a stroke drinking coffee at the table one day and that's how i want to go I don't want to be one of these lingering motherfuckers. Oh, I got cancer. Um, dude, if I get cancer for real, I'm not fighting shit. I'm dead. If I fucking have, they're like, well, you have to take uh, this medicine and chemo. Fuck that. I'm not doing anything. If they diagnose me, I'm out. Fuck off. At least you wouldn't have to worry about your hair falling out. <laughs> fucking A. I'm not doing it. I'm not filling myself with poison. I'm just, if I'm dead, I'm dead. That's fair. But what about you? How do you what, what are your thoughts on this? This dark fucking thing? 98% of me wants to say the same thing. Yes. But there is this 2% of me that wants to hang on for a while. Okay. Just for the sake of planning an epic fucking funeral. For real? Yeah. I don't know. How I, I want to go out huge. I want to go out so huge. I want to put together videos and make it rock and roll funeral and just be awesome. That's pretty cool. Just be epic. And I have other plans too. I've already, I've already, you know, I have people in place that have to do certain things. Um, <laughs> no, there really are. Uh, I have a friend who has. Who has uh, who has offered to scatter my ashes on the stage of the Electric Factory? Why there? It's the only venue in the city I haven't played. It's the only major venue. You haven't played the First Union Center, whatever that's called. Uh, that's beyond me. That's that's not what we're talking about. We here. could probably get in the factory. We could probably swing that. You want to try and pull off a factory show? It just costs money. The whole thing's money. I know, but we don't have money. Uh, look around. All right. <laughs> Well, you tell me when and where, and I'll be there. I've I've often thought of going to rent the factory. <clears throat> it's not impossible. I'm in. It's we'll the, it's not, well, it's a, you got to draw. That's the wrinkle, and that's a huge one to fill. That is huge. Like when we were kids, there was this thing called the mosh parades that you've never heard of. That we just my, this is so fucked up. This is so fucked up. My friend Steve needed an apartment. Okay, I was 18. He was 19. Maybe I was almost 19, and he was like 20. And King Sam was 17 or 16 in that realm. He had a car at the time. And we set up this huge fucking free show, air quotes, right? For And we just booked, there was this kid named Joey Hardcore. Have you heard of Joey Hardcore? The name. Have you heard of the thing at the electronic called This Is Hardcore? Yeah. That's his festival. Okay. His first thing he ever fucking promoted was our show called The Mock Raids. Nice. So he would take piles of the tickets and take them up to like Way Out, which is like a t-shirt store and malls and shit and just put free tickets on the counters for kids. Like 400 fucking kids showed up to a church hall. That's awesome. And we're paying at the door, even though we had handed out a thousand free tickets, right? So we have like this gigantic pile of money that Steve took and got an apartment, but that's fine. Yeah. But the point, <laughs> but it was word of mouth and it was, and someone videotaped it. There was a riot. While we were on stage, they broke into the side things and got all the hymnals and ripped them up and threw them in the air. And it was this glorious thing. And I was like, I think I like promotion. <laughs> if, if it goes off like that, that's amazing. It was, and it was, it was, it was a great. So here's the thing. 90% of the time it just takes a shit. Nobody shows that's up. not true. We do okay. People show up for us. 
<laughs> Mostly you. That's not true. It, it's about promotion. And now it's social media shit. So, oh, it so much if you push the ads out, I know I liked going to the clubs and papering and I liked handing out fucking flyers. There was a time from 2003 to like 2009 that every time Starscream played a full size poster, three of them were in every club poster. Yeah. And then it just, you know, it changed. But we had a guy who was on the payroll who made the posters. It was a thing. There was a lot going on at one point. Oh, yeah. Y'all, back in the day, that was the thing to do. People knew our fucking names. To the point where other bands tried to rip our posters down. And then we would just come back and put them right back up the next day in new posters. <laughs> so we were dicks. People tried to rip your posters. And then I was ripping their posters down. Yeah. Oh, there was a band called The Jealous Type. Oh! That's, I, that's funny. That's They were good, man. The Jealous Type should have been a thing. And they weren't a thing. And we should have been a thing. And we weren't a thing. There were some great, fucking, young, hungry, cool bands. There were. And I, and yeah, I remember a few of them being really good at, like, what happened. Perfect. It's a weird industry. It is, and I think more of it has to do with like personalities than anything else. Explain. I think people just get sick of each other. Like bands fall apart because people can't deal with each other. Dude, our old my old drummer hates me. So we were discussing that earlier. I don't know why. Ah, oh, I, I yeah. I've been told by my neighbor I can be a bit abrasive. That's what I've been told. I mean, recently. that's probably true. But you know, I look. I can't say anything about that because I'm on the same list. You know, I. It's a frontman thing, I think. Probably. Probably. I just I just speak my mind, and if I say it the wrong way, I can't really help that. You know, tact is not my strong. So suit. you're wearing a meat plow shirt. I am. Pumpkin's like the nicest person ever. Nicest dude ever. But he plays guitar. Yeah. Is a standalone front man a different human being? Yes. It's a thing, right? Hundred percent. Yeah. Interesting. Who's your well? We, we not not favorite like musical wise. We talk about Freddie a lot. Yeah. Who's your favorite front man? Not musical. Not musical. They're for the show. Like, in what aspect? Like, I would say Roth in like 83, 82. Okay. He couldn't sing. Right. But man, he was fucking cool. And his charisma exuded the size of a fucking arena. Phil Anselmo was always awesome. Phil is kind of fucking he, awesome. He was like a larger than life dude on stage. And then he gives you like back the fucking in, chill bumps on your back arms. Back in the prime of Pantera when they, when they broke, like that dude was Superman. I agree. Like, that dude was wild. And there was nothing you couldn't do, and you felt like he was tough as nails. And there was, like, so much, and there was just, like, so much, like, still, like, there was, like, the remnants of, like, hair metal, and grunge was still a thing with, like, dirty long hair and, and flannels, and Phil came out with his shirt off and tattooed and head shaved and just didn't give a shit. And he had really nice, beautiful hair and didn't give a fuck. Yeah, at didn't all. care. There's Did this cool story. Care. They played Philadelphia, the Trocadero Theater, the same night Guns was in town for Use Your Illusions. Wow. So Guns sells out the Megadome or whatever, probably the Spectrum, actually. And so they are, it's like 91, right? Yeah, 91. And they're playing, and there's 45 people in the Troc to see Pantera, who aren't famous yet. Yeah. They were like, we're going to the McDonald's down the street, come with us. And they just all hung out with these people at the McDonald's after the set. That's like amazing. Because yeah. a year later, they explode. <laughs> My buddy just posted a thing on Facebook today that I was looking at, and it's a, it's Dave Roll talking about. I saw it about talking about Dimebag. How nice he was. Yeah, and he's, a, he's like the nicest guy in the world. Like he just walked around backstage with a bottle, making of friends with like, everybody. Hey, I want to be everybody's friend. And I'm just the coolest guy ever. And how the fuck is that the one who's dead? I don't know. What it's, the it's fuck? So sad. It is sad. Like an amazing talent. Like that's super awesome. But then to find out, like, yo, this is the coolest dude ever. Like he was just the nicest guy. That sucks so much worse. Everybody in the industry said that he was the best. Yeah, I don't think there's one person that has a bad thing to say about the guy. Except for Phil. <laughs>
Phil's a notorious asshole. So, but again, he's a front man, so maybe that's why. Well, there it comes back around. So you and, maybe and I, the band just ended because of personality differences. <sighs> I don't know. I, you ever read Rex's book? No, I have not. It's a good read. He's really mean to Vinnie Paul, like yeah. really fucking mean. <laughs> Like to the point where now Vinny's dead. He's like, I wish I didn't write that. Like he yeah. said it and he said it wasn't in there. And the publisher was like, give us something more salacious. Yeah. And he wrote a couple of chapters and they stuck it right the fuck in. Oh yeah. That's but, wrong. but you didn't have to write it. You know I, think I, mean? that's the, I think that's the downfall of writing a book for a publisher. Like I wouldn't know. You might know. I don't Well, My public, it was weird. I wrote the book first. Right. And then we looked for publishers. How long did that take you to write? How long did it take you to write? To physically write it out? Yeah. I didn't do it constantly. Uh, maybe two years. Like from inception, from the time you decided I'm going to write a book, bro. The time kept on. I was going to write a book from 14 years old. Okay, I still am going to. So. You know what I mean? So I knew I was going to write it's it. It's in my brain somewhere. I don't know if it'll ever happen, but I I had to get old enough and far far enough out into life. You don't want to put right. out a biography when you're 30. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like I wrote the whole thing. It's weird. A lot of girls I dated read it, <laughs> but a lot of people haven't. Oh my god! I must have the fucking story here. <laughs> oh, let's go <laughs> my first wife passed away on mischief night 2004 jesus on mischief night of 2020 my book was released on amazon and it was digital download and it was doing fantastic for like eight or nine days it was a thing it was if you had the kindle it came free that week with like other like four other books that were top yeah. five free a lot of downloads a guy had come through philadelphia from the west coast Tim Day, ironically enough, was texting me. He's like, hey, man, I got this guy in town. He's a photographer. Can you guys give him some work? He needs some money to get home. And I was like, yeah, have him come to the Starscream show. We're playing this week. And he came out, and I gave him 60 bucks, which is not a lot of money. Maybe 80 bucks. I think right. it was 60. And he took pictures of our set, and they were really good pictures. And he wrote me an email the next day. Hey, I'm going to, when I get back home, I'm going to send you your pictures. He writes this in the email. Right. You already paid me. I'm like, cool. I kind of forgot about it. A week goes by. He's back on the West Coast. He sends me the pictures. They're glorious. I sent them to my band manager, and he's like, no, we're using one of these for the book. Cool. Yeah. The book comes out eight months later, nine months later. This guy went on fucking Amazon and striked it for a copyright infringement because it was his photo. That I paid for that I'm in. It's a picture of me yeah. that I paid him for. And Amazon kicked the book off. And that was it. We were, fu and we were fucked. I changed the fucking photograph quickly. A Michelle Abrake photograph becomes the new cover. Yeah. And Amazon's like, no, this has a copyright infringement. You're fucked. No. So oh. now, and, I, and I, I'm going to say it, but I don't believe it. Okay? I don't believe it. It's supposed to be Black Friday 2022 where you can order the print copy. Okay. From Smashwords.com. It's supposed to be happening. There were 114 legal strikes against it. Jeez. I met a lot of people. <laughs> and I told a lot of shit. So, and not bad, salacious shit. There was, there's alluding to sexuality in it, because I got around, you know, but I didn't, it's not like a sex book. Right. It was like, I fucked a girl. And I, no, no, no. It's just like, hey, I had relations. Ha ha. And then I moved on. But there's 114 of them. Right. I mean, is, is any of it any more salacious than what we sat here and talked about? No, but it's no. man. I'm wordy as fuck. I'm doing the audio version of it right now. I'm trying to record it. I talk too much. Turns out, Dave. Like I just look. It's a thing for us, man. It's just you know, words are kind of our deal. If if so, the guy uh, George Lucas writes Star Wars, right. but he's not an actor, 
So he gives it to fucking the actors. They're like, you know, this is real fucked up, and I can't really say this, right? These right. words don't work. They kind of had to like change it. I wish I would have thought about having to read my book in a microphone, like, and then I said to the girl that I stepped to the door, go, like, it's hard, and they, and you suck into the microphone, and you're yeah. breathing, you got to edit it out. It's a bitch, dude. Oh, I bet it's I a bitch. Want to do it. I'm not even a third in. I'm not even a third into the audiobook. Oh, and it's 93 chapters because somebody talks too much. <laughs> somebody talks. Too much. 93 fucking chapters, man. Maybe you could just cut the chapters. No, it's 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 done. It's the biography. The second book that I'm writing currently is a lot more fun. It's just stories and fucked up things. There were three chapters of times I shit myself as an adult. Nice. Yes. Totally happened. How old were you? Which time? When you shit yourself as an adult. Three times. So Go ahead. I want I want to hear it. Let's go. Because I'll share these stories too. I believe I was all right. Twenty four would be the first time. Okay. That sounds about right. Where were you? I'm going to ruin the book. All right. If you want to hold off on this, that's, that's fine. The band had just played a show at Doc Watson's. Okay. I'm going to say it's like 99. And I had this bad habit of taking a giant thermos with lemon tea, red hot. So I could drink right before I went on to open up the fucking thing. Right. What I didn't know or understand basic science is lemon and tea in your stomach, red hot, and then jump around like a maniac for 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah. You're going to shit your brains out. But I didn't get this yet. And every show we had, I'm like, I wonder why I keep getting diarrhea. I don't understand. Because lemon is a severe diuretic. But who I am a kid, right? So I don't know. So we do the show. It was fun. My ex-girlfriend had showed up. I wrote a song about her. I got to yell it from the stage. Nice. It was like a packed house. It was good times. I was like, this one's about you, bitch. And there's a videotape. They're like, oh, I can't believe he said that. Someone in the crowd says that. Yeah, yeah good times. So we do this cool show. Back then, I was talking to an older woman. So if I was 24, she was like 45 maybe. And she lived up around here. I didn't live up around here. I lived way fucking down in Port Richmond. There was an after party at my house. Yes, it's got to be 99. There's like 15 people in my house, 10 people. And I was like, I said, hey, all my gear is in the vehicle. Can I borrow so-and-so's car? I'm going to go fuck this chick real quick. And this girl's like, yeah, I don't care. I throw some your keys. She had moved back from Texas, right? She was a friend of mine. I'm driving. I notice while I'm driving, the car isn't inspected. It's, I didn't know this, but it's not registered. I don't know any of this. And I, yeah, I drive all the way up the fuck here, and I fuck this woman. And when I'm done fucking her, the bubble guts start. And I was like, I don't want to like blow up her bathroom, because that's weird. I'm like, Andrew's fucked you. Now I'm going to sit over your house and leave. So it's very upsetting. So I'm like, no, I'm just going to get back in this girl's car and zip up Byberry Road, jump on 95, go to right. my house. No. I'm on Byberry, and if you go on Byberry at 3 o'clock in the morning, it's a fucking raceway. Like, there's nothing. They're all going slow as fuck. I jump into the left lane and, and race up, and there's a cop in the front of the line. And I'm like, well, I'm caught. Yeah. So I slide back. Lights go on. He pulls me over. And now my stomach's like, vroom, vroom. as he's running the shit, which he kept me for half an hour, maybe an hour, I just shit myself in the car. I just sat in this girl's car and just straight shit myself. And I was like, if I get arrested because the car wasn't registered yet. Like, like, like just, just complete. You just submit. I had no choice. I didn't. I just. I was like. You didn't say nothing. You weren't like, officer. I'm gonna shit my pants. Like, no. He was back. It was it. It was it. It happened. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, does he smell it? But he just gave me like a stack of tickets and sent me on my way. No, here's the wrinkle. Now I drive up 95. I'm not in a hurry. Yeah. I'm filled with shit and piss. Right. This is the first time. I'm like a man. I'm an adult. Right. Oh yeah. I get to my house. There's still like 10 people drinking in my house. I run up the steps. I dash into the bathroom. I kicked off my shoes, which thankfully didn't have shit in them yet. <laughs> 
And I just got into the shower with my jeans, socks, my underwear, everything. Yeah. I just in the shower, just caking shit. Oh, oh, bad yeah. scene. Yeah. Now, what's your first? And how old were you? Uh, first, do I go first? We're going in order. Okay. So uh, the man you see before you now, the man that you've seen on stage, the you know, the semi-arrogant, confident, boisterous dude that you see did not always exist. Okay. No, 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 no. In my younger years, I was very much like the quiet kid. I didn't have a ton of friends, like kept myself alone. Okay. Um, I really, really hated school back in the day. I was like at that awkward like middle school phase, like by like 12, 13, you know what I mean? Sixth, seventh grade. Okay. I have no friends, dude. I am not cool at all. Like I, I look, I, I'm probably 13 and I look 10. Okay. Without this, I shave this beard off, dude, and I go from, you know, my age to, like, 12 immediately. <laughs> um, so, again, I'm that kid, the quiet kid in the back of the class, and I didn't want to go to school that day because I didn't feel good. My stomach was bothering me. Cool. Whatever. I asked my mom if I could stay home, and she said no because I had a history of maybe embellishing how well I felt to get sure. going to school. Sure. I was, not a fan of the place at all. So I'm sitting in English class. It's like third period. And it starts. It's it's getting bad. Like, I'm going to. So apparently what had happened was. What had happened? What had happened was uh, one of the toilets in the bathroom had started overflowing. So a kid had been in the bathroom and saw it. And came back to the word guest around the class. You know, whisper down the lane style. That there's a toilet overflowing in the boys' bathroom. So now everybody wants to go see it. Okay. So one by one, kids are constantly asking to go to the bathroom. Okay. And the teacher's like, that's it. Nobody else can go to the bathroom. <gasps> I haven't said anything yet. You know, and you, I'm going to lose it. It's book report day. <laughs> <laughs> so the class is dead silent. There is a girl up in the front of the class giving a book report on fucking, I don't know, Animal Farm. Who fucking knows? You know, to kill a mockingbird, some crap you had to read in school. Sure, then. sure. And it's it's not gonna wait anymore. Like there's nothing I ha it's happening now. All right. I have forty five seconds, toilet or no, I'm pooping. That's how it's going down. You're sweating at this point. Oh dude, sweating, rising up in the chair, like can't sit down. Oh all bad. Every every bad sign is is check all the boxes, it's happening. So I'm like, I can't wait. I get up and I just start to walk out of class. Which makes sense. I would do that. Right. Now, the, 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 the quiet kid in the corner is now just, without asking, just out of his chair, interrupting the book report. So everyone is looking of course, at me. Of course. I get two steps from the door and I sneeze. Oh! And it just, the whole thing. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's how I ship myself. No, but how did you just go home? I walked home. I walked you home. You didn't even do anything. No, you just went I home. never broke stride, bro. I just out the door and walked a mile home, dude, in my shitty drawer. Ah, ah, ah. No, I gotta say, it's pretty gangster. Yeah, what else was I gonna do? No, that? I'm impressed. That I... was, it was it was uh, not intentionally gangster in any way. Like it was just. It was pure fear and panic as well. Your books were there. Your bag was there. Oh, yeah. Coat. I just rolled, bro. I just rolled in like the whole, you know, then the whole school knows you shit yourself by the next day. And, and what are you going to do? You know? What'd your mom say? Not much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> my mom wasn't always the most present parent. Okay. You know, it was the 90s, so, you know, you kind of had your life to yourself okay. a lot more than kids do now. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was all bad. It was all bad. All right, we're not topping that. No, probably not. I would call it quits there. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the after show of episode number 154 of the Vex on Vex podcast. Available in the pod application on your phone under the Loud and Loaded Network. Thank you, sir. My pleasure. <sighs> Hope you guys saw that. Yeah. This is Vex X telling you to stay frosty. <laughs> <laughs>